Hey, I'm Amy Souter, your host of the Tip of the Iceberg podcast and the editor of Retail Education and PMG, which stands for Produce Market Guide and has a beautiful magazine and website with a directory resource that can help buyers and sellers and everyone in between for fresh produce. So uh, in the last almost five years that I've been working and covering this industry, I have been to, and also because I live in New York, I've been to a lot of apple farms, apple orchards, if you want to call it that, because that would be more accurate. Uh, and they're packing houses and distribution facilities. And I have seen some technology that is very impressive. The grading and sorting machines are just so high tech and amazing. Uh, the way that they can tell which apples are good and take like 50 photos of one apple from the inside to see if it's bad um, and then just automatically sort it to the right place. And also the packing machines that put them in the different pouches and just uh, and like even on the field, different farmers have great harvesting technology, planting uh, field technology. But one thing that I am learning more and more from these partnered podcast episodes with Zag Technical Services, which this is another one of those, um, I'm learning about how even though the field or if you grow indoors, the the farm, wherever it is, it can be high tech. There's still some lacking tech, not like keeping up with other industries when it comes to administration and data collecting and cybersecurity and how it can, I mean, yeah, money's tight for a lot of people and a lot of companies, but, uh, so your money could be even tighter if you have a security breach and your company is shut down for longer than it needs to be if you're not prepared in order to get everything back up and safe or just, you know, a lot of things keeping up with the Joneses, meaning competitors, and um, becoming more efficient and how much of a uh, benefit to your profit margin that could be. So um, I'm learning a lot of things from these conversations with Rob and Melinda. And also um, they talk about in this episode, besides reviewing some of the past episodes and just talking about the ag tech industry as a whole, they uh, discuss how there is a survey coming up that's all about benchmarking ag tech and as you know, you know, if you can't measure it, did it really happen? Uh, was it worth it? And um, there's a need to know where you're starting from with your company, your produce company's uh, technological um, status and your data keeping and, and everything. And so the only way you can know how well you're doing is by knowing where you are and where to start. So I just think that this is a helpful episode. So I also want to remind you to look at produceedu.com for our free professional training courses. We have more and more coming 
And there's more and more there right now. The latest one is all about organic labeling and what does it really mean? And even though we're in the fresh produce industry, or if you're listening and you're not, um, there's a lot of people who still don't really truly understand what this means and what is entailed in it. And this course, which is free, can explain all of that to you. And afterwards, you have a course completion certificate and you can put on your LinkedIn, your resume, uh, anywhere that you have done this professional training on the side. And that looks really good, I think. And I think uh, potential hiring managers or your current supervisor will not hate that. So anyway, let's join the chat with Rob and Melinda and hear more about ag tech. Thanks. Welcome back to the Tip of the Iceberg podcast with the Packer and talking all things ag tech. I'm your host, Rob Collings, Marketing Director at Zag Technical Services, and I'm joined by my co-host, Melinda Goodman at Full Tilt Marketing. Good morning, Melinda. How are you today? Hey, how are you? It's almost fall here in North Dakota. It feels like it today. Yeah, a little cooler. A little cooler. That's sort of Mother Nature in North Dakota. It's been a little schizophrenic. It was 90 degrees last week, you know, 65 degrees this week. Right. Well, you know, as you know, I'm in the Bay Area in California and we have a cool spell, but I know it's going to, you know, it'll hit the 90s <laughs> sometime in the next couple of weeks and then get chilly for a whole two weeks. I know. We can't all live in perfect weather places like California. <laughs> I know, right? You guys hey. can't afford you can't afford any more people living in California. No, no. <laughs> all right, enough on that topic. But speaking of topics, we're uh, more than half a dozen topics into this podcast journey with the uh, Packers tip of the iceberg, talking ag tech and technology. And you know what, Melinda, I can't believe some of the quite frankly extraordinary conversations we've had. Uh, you know, each time we chat with someone, you know, just reveals some new facet of technology and certainly leaves me realizing how much more I have to learn and the many interesting things are being done to advance technology and ag. Or, Melinda, is it advancing ag with technology? Ah, look at you, uh, philosophical setup here for this morning. I, I do my best. <laughs> Nitschke. You're right. Like, if we sit and think about this, it's not just advancing technology in ag. It is advancing agriculture with technology. And we're learning more ways to do that every single day. In fact, every conversation we've had has really talked about all the ways um, that they're using new technology in ag and how it's helping ag. And in every conversation, you know me, I feel like I could have talked for hours and don't make fun of me. It's not just because I like to use up all my words every day and hear myself talk, but these conversations have been fascinating and they're initiating so many new dialogues and opening more doors to broader discussions that we didn't even know existed. Like you said, like it's all these new things to learn. And that's been my story of every day. What are the cool new things that are happening and what is there to learn next? No, no, it's so true. So we talked, for example, with Andy Tudor up in Washington State and the Apple deal, talking about coating technologies, talking about the impacts of some existing technologies on things like rainforests, some big sort of correlations into the global economy. We talked with Martha Montoya at Ag Tools about using data, which I know is something that we'll chat a little bit about today, the use of data. We've had some really incredible conversations. 
And some of these conversations have even been jumping off points for me. I went back and talked to these people about other ideas. For example, I've talked to Martha many times over the last few weeks as well since our initial conversation because she's starting to benchmark sustainability data beyond just the other choices when making it. It's like all of this technology and these ideas are moving so fast. Yeah, it's amazing. So, you know, we've often said that although ag is technologically advanced in in so many ways, in fact, you know, miles ahead of many industries, you know, how they use tech in in the field and packing shed and many other ways, um, but particularly in the management of their administrative systems, though, and the management of data, ag is sometimes lagging other industries, but we sort of don't really have a sense of the measurement or quantification of that hypothesis. Oh my gosh, so true. I mean, if we think about all the different industries and all the way those industries, whether it's healthcare, uh, security, education, whatever it might be, right? All the ways that they're using information and technology to advance, especially at an administrative level because they're administrative type of industries. You have some exciting things that you're working on based on on the world that you play in in tech. And you're going to be launching a first of its kind a benchmark for the state of the industry for fresh produce. This is exciting. How did this come to be? What things are you going to benchmark? Well, thanks. Yeah, it is exciting. You know, I mean, we all live in a reality of we don't know what we don't know. And tech is no different, even though I and Zag uh, works obviously a lot with ag companies. I mean, I don't know the minutiae of growing, you know, and I try and get into the field as much as I can to learn. But someone who's been doing that for decades just has infinitely more knowledge and information. But, you know, as a company that works in technology space, you know, we are seeing how other industries Industries are quantifying their tech investments and their cybersecurity risk, autonomous process engineering, and they're looking at how they can map that to getting real ROI measurements on those investments. And a lot of it is there, the examples of the industries you cited. A lot of them are um, quite heavily regulated industries from a data point of view, particularly with, say, personally identifiable information and, and things like that, right? Which is obviously different to how ag is heavily regulated. But, you know, what we haven't seen in ag in quite the same way or, or fresh produce, you know, we haven't seen the measurement or benchmarking of data in ag. And I think that there's an opportunity for us to uh, be a catalyst to help with that. You know, so for example, when I look at benchmark data and reports on say something as critical as IT security investments, you know, I don't see the data for agriculture. How much is a security, like a cybersecurity breach? And we get big numbers, right? They come from big Fortune 500 companies. So it's not necessarily, it's not untruthful for fresh produce, right? But it might not in agriculture or fresh produce have the same context. Yeah, right. So when you see the average cost of a data breach being three, four, five million dollars, or the average time it takes a, an organization to recover being in weeks, someone in ag, like a grower or perhaps a uh, sheep packer, I'm like, well, that's just not relevant to me. I'm not a financial services firm and they're not interested in what I'm doing. And you know, we've had those conversations that hackers don't search for people, they, they find you because of, you know, lax cybersecurity practices. So some of those things are not real or they just seem 
seem too disconnected. And so we hope that, you know, what we're able to do is provide some meaningful and relevant data. You know, I meet with prospective clients and we ask questions about the challenges and needs, of course, right? You know, we'll talk about their cybersecurity readiness, for instance. And in many cases, management, they have trouble answering some of those questions. And it's not ignorance. It's just a general absence of knowledge in a very, very highly technical area. And like I was saying, don't ask me about nutrients in plants. So we all have our areas of expertise. You know, if we ask a grower about, you know, how they grow, or, you know, the stats of their manufacturing and their packaging challenges, they can answer that. What they don't know is technology and how it can optimize things like growing and packing and the integration of their systems. So, you know, we think there's a huge opportunity to survey the industry and to begin to dig into the scope of tech adoption, attitudes, and, you know, even better understand the technological barriers that are limiting some business efficiency. So, you know, some of those questions, for example, could be things like, you know, how many connected devices are in your company? Are they secure? What's the average weekly network downtime? But Importantly, how does that then impact revenue or margins? I mean, how quickly can a company recover from cybersecurity incident? You know, is it hours, which it should be, or is it days or weeks, which it shouldn't be? You know, what are the technology barriers limiting business efficiency? So there's some of the things, but we also think there are more complicated questions of how technology impacts just businesses as a whole in relation to their efficiency labor driving sales, and generally their uh, overall competitive advantage. I think this is really exciting. And in marketing, obviously, for the entirety of my career, not only in the early days of my career did I ask questions like, how much should we be spending? What's the right amount of money to spend on marketing? But the other side of the table, I get questions from clients all the time about, well, how much should we be investing in marketing? Is there a percentage? What's the right number? I'm guessing you get the same question in tech. Like, how much should we be investing? What should we be investing in? What do we need to upgrade? Do you get those questions? We do, and they come from various places, but there aren't any industry-wide data points on it. Right. So you have this anecdotal knowledge of, you know, that's a baseline of your current clients or industry best practices. You certainly go into companies and once you've assessed their infrastructure, you know where to start and start giving them benchmarks. But I think within any industry and especially when change is happening, right? Like everybody wants to know what is someone else doing? Am I doing the right thing? Am I on par? And I think that's what's really exciting about the state of the industry in tech that you're going to start looking at and benchmarking to see where we stand as an industry. And as I look at some of these questions you start asking, even simple stuff, right? Like, I don't think people think about connected devices. I think they count the computers maybe in their office, but they, when you start thinking about connected devices, it's every inventory scanner carried on a forklift. It is every packing line that has any kind of electronically connected device in some way. And you start counting them up and it's hundreds in many cases, not just the computers. But even things like downtime, I've heard you talk about this from time to time of like solving downtime challenges for clients. And downtime isn't just like we got hacked downtime, just people's computers go offline. They have a connectivity issue somewhere in their warehouse that something is too far away from a mesh point or something. And they could be literally losing 30 minutes or two hours a day. And when they start looking at that point of connection, they honestly, because they're used to it, they think it's normal. And like, oh, 20 people work in that area 
area or 50 people work in that area and those 50 people stand still during the 20 minutes or two hours that they're offline, whether it's once a day, whether it's once a week, those become these opportunities to really as an industry start identifying what are the real challenges? Yes, are definitely things like cybersecurity and business continuity and making sure we can produce food. But they're really simple things. What on the surface seems simple, even if they're harder to solve, that as an industry, they should start realizing aren't acceptable and they can do better. Am I seeing this correctly? Yeah, yeah, sure. You know, if the network's down or maybe there's like email issue, right, where perhaps a server fails or people can't access the email, then yeah, you know, productivity stops. You can't sell, trucks can't ship. And so, you know, these things uh, do cost companies quite a lot of uh, revenue. And maybe if it's 15 minutes here or there, it's sort of everyone gets a bit annoyed, right? But business gets back to normal. But you do that every day and that sort of adds up across the course of a year. And so fully agree that's material to the companies. And what's important is we're able to collect the data of that downtime and then be able to start to make business decisions based upon it of where the investments should be. And I think you were talking before about marketing and marketing investments and what's a benchmark. You know, I don't think any good executive is going to buy into a narrative of the industry spends 5% of revenue on information technology and we spend 1%, so give me 4% more. But at least you can, are able to start to have conversations of we are well underspent relative to competitors we see competitors investing in these areas, whatever they might be. And we hope the survey can start to address some of those questions. Every company, big and small, relies on technology. From the field to the warehouse to administration, uptime stability is critical to your bottom line and to supply chain continuity. Cybersecurity is one of the greatest risks to modern agriculture. Contact Zag Technical Services for your technology risk assessment and let us check your tech. Visit zagtech.com. And I, so key of what you're talking about here is data. This survey is a point of information. This becomes a multitude of points of information. Some of it is maybe recognizing that we as an industry are maybe not as well protected as we think we are. We don't have good business continuity solutions. So it's not always about the spend as much as the reality of are we ready but the overarching theme of this is data and you're collecting data points. And I'm more and more curious about data because everything I read at this moment, it, I feel like anywhere, not just in ag tech, but anywhere, is coming back to data. That data is the new impending king of opportunity. I saw a social post the other day that we're consuming more information in a single day than our early ancestors consumed in a lifetime. Now magnify that by any reality that a farm or packing house is gathering a million points of data a day. What don't companies know about data right now that they should? That's a really good question, actually. I mean, yeah, look, there is a huge amount of data for sure. You know, it's collected in the field, it's in processing lines, in warehouses and so on. I think, you know, if we're trying to sort of frame this, to me, data is, it's a little bit like a commodity. I mean, it has value, but it's usually not until it's transformed into something else that the really big margin premiums are extracted. So I don't know. Let me think. Uh, for example, maybe a head of lettuce gets turned into a bag salad or oil is transformed to gasoline. 
the raw commodity has value undeniably, but it's when we add that exponential value that we're able to extract the big margin. So data is great, but it does need to be transformed. Importantly, right, it needs to get analyzed. And even more importantly, I think it then needs to get presented so that executives can make business decisions faster. And from what I've seen, I think the only thing really holding the industry back on this is realizing that they have the resource in this commodity, if you like, that they have the resource in their business. And unfortunately, at the moment, a lot of firms aren't doing quite as much with it as they could. And so, you know, as you said at the top of the podcast, Melinda, we don't know what we don't know. And to use a very well-worn saying, knowledge is power, right? So I think once ag executives understand that they can um, use all this data that they're collecting, I genuinely believe it will be transformative for their business. And not everyone will have that realization. And so I think that's where there's a really big competitive advantage to be found in the next few years of not just capturing all the data, but transforming it into a useful resource that can be analyzed so that executives can make these business decisions faster. And I think that will result in for those companies that embrace this is it will drive revenues, it will improve margins and and or it has the potential for them to be able to find cost savings in their business. This is all good stuff. I'm always excited to learn more about this. I love learning new things, but this is all really big brain, big idea kind of stuff. Data, technology, your state of the industry. This is brave new world kind of thinking. I've seen the working outline of your state of the industry survey that your team is putting together. So I have a little insight about what to expect. I think a couple of the questions I'm most curious about what the industry sees as top emerging challenges for ag tech and what are the most important challenges really that ag tech will be used for in the coming years because we have a lot of them. My instinct, I think we'll see and hear things like regulatory concerns, technical training needs, water, labor, even sustainability is probably some of those top answers. So Rob, tell me what's going to happen next with the state of the industry survey. Do you want to give a plug to people who are listening to maybe complete the survey and tell them why it's important? Yeah, sure. Thank you. And thanks for the opportunity. Look, you know, what's interesting, if we look at any top 10 list of challenges facing the industry, and you raise some of those concerns and challenges just now, you know, technology is not on the list. Literally, I've never seen it on, on any. Oh my God, I've never thought of that, Rob. You're right. It doesn't even make the list. It's fundamental to almost everything that's happening. Yeah, maybe cybersecurity sneaks in at number 11 on, on the top 10 list, right? But you know what? In some ways, I think that's probably as it should be. No water, no farm. Super expensive labor pushes through into higher costs on the supermarket shelf, and therefore fewer people are able to buy the fruits and vegetables that are really just so critically important to their overall health. So, you know, I do want to note here that I understand my place and technology's place in this, but at the same time, technology can help solve many of the challenges you talked about and that you'll find in the top 10 lists. So even though it's not listed, I think it is a path to solving some of those challenges. So I think that's why this is an important initiative is it will help executives you know, benchmark their performance against industry averages. I hope it will give them insights into potential solutions to some of the challenges that they haven't considered. And on the important topic of, of information technology and cybersecurity investment, that they can again benchmark whether they're sort of, you know, taking that threat as seriously as they should, or in other words, you know, are they more likely to suffer a cyber security incident than the grower, shipper or packer down the road? And I don't know, I think lastly, on the data topic, 
that they can see whether they have a competitive advantage or whether they're going to get left behind. There's some of the things I hope will come out of it. I think that's why it's important because, you know, I've said it a few times just now that ultimately what we really want to be able to do is empower the industry. We believe as a firm that technology can be and in fact is a driver of competitive advantage for ag companies. And our goal and mission here is to help companies simply be more successful by empowering them to have data about the industry's relationship with technology that simply does not exist today, which I think is a big deal. So, um, yeah. But anyway, what about you and the team are sort of working with me on this? What is it about this initiative that made you think, yeah, yeah, you know what, this actually is really important? I just love the idea of starting a benchmark for tech. Like we have benchmarks all over our industry in different ways, right? Whether we're starting, we've continued to benchmark food safety over the years as the science evolves. So does the success rate of continuing to improve food safety. We've for the last several years been beginning to benchmark sustainability. For years, we've obviously continued to improve production capabilities and packing capabilities with technology and new tools that allows us to do this. So now this is giving us another new way to look at one of the valuable tools that we have at our disposal, which is tech. And even since we've been working together, one of the things I've been fascinated by is really remote process automation. I know throughout the industry, labor is a huge challenge. And as an industry, we're constantly working to figure out how we overcome labor shortages. I think it's something like 20% of produce in the United States isn't harvested because of labor shortages. But it's not just field labor that is continuing to be a challenge. We're sensing labor in every single aspect of the food supply chain. So what are the ways that we're going to use remote process automation, data, AI, generative AI, anything like that, that's going to change the way we do business and make us more efficient, to your point, competitive advantage. But I also then start having a little bit of the like heart palpitations of where do we begin upskilling employees? Because we don't just automatically put data in play or not data but like tech in place and use data if we don't know what to do with it. And it's not always new employees. We still need all good data in, good data out, right? Bad data in, bad data out. So we still need all the skilled and talented employees that have all of the intellectual property and historical knowledge that comes with years of experience. So solving problems with tech for me isn't the challenge. Smart people are always going to create new tech and they're always going to have big ideas. I think better understanding what those barriers to tech are and the use of tech. So starting to integrate and utilize tech effectively is the challenge. And that's what I think the benchmark can really help as a takeaway of really understanding how we use it better. Yeah, look, I agree, Melinda. I think that ultimately, if we can provide information that simply isn't there at the moment and help people make those decisions and guide their decision making, then that's a huge outcome for the industry. Rob, as always, so much fun to talk ag tech with you. What I'm excited about next is really that we're going to probably have some findings to talk about in January, and we can come back and talk about the results of this first of its kind industry survey on benchmarking tech. And maybe what those tell us about how we can really capitalize on tools and opportunities that will leverage tech as the new farming input. So I can't wait till we talk again. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Melinda. Great talk as always. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Tip of the Iceberg podcast. I love the rapport and the easy conversation that Melinda and Rob have with each other. 
And I thank them for doing these episodes, which helps our industry. Also, um, we have a lot of other episodes. And one of our recent ones was all about cybersecurity. And the host, I mean, the guest was Johnny McGuire, Director of Information Technology at the Nunes Company, a farm based in Watsonville, California. And Johnny came from Silicon Valley and transitioned his career to basically Salinas Valley, which is fascinating and talks about a lot of how companies like Walmart that are cutting edge tech adopters are going to start asking suppliers what they're doing for their cybersecurity because it affects every company down the line of the supply chain to the real retailer. So um, that was interesting. So anyway, um, don't forget to check our produce EDU, as I already mentioned, and I would like you to hit the subscribe button and rate us on your podcast platform because it actually helps. I mean, if it's a good rating, but, you know, you do you, whatever you got to say. That's cool. Um, and I would like to remind you that in this show's, this episode's show notes, you can find many ways to follow us for more produce information, news, tips, and insights. And I really enjoyed this. And thank you so much. Talk to you next time.